inward parts Psalm 139 verse 13 you formed my inward parts you covered me in my mother's womb I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made marvelous are your works and my soul knows very well for you formed my inward parts you covered me Pastor Ike in my mother's womb, Elder Mrs. Ozoma Awomere, you covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, God, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. Hey, and my soul knows this. Great is your name, Marvela, wonderful are the works of your hands. Great is your name, great is your name, wonderful oh, are the works. Of your hand, great is your name. I am wonderful. Oh, I am wonderful. Of your hand, great is your name. I am wonderful, yes, wonderful, marvelous, are the works of your hand, great is your name,
as you do not know what is the way of the wind or what is the way of the spirit. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 5. Or how bones, or how the bones grow in the womb of her with a child. So you do not know the works of God who makes everything. How bones grow in the womb of a woman with a child. Father, show us the mystery of the womb. And every womb under the sound of my voice, I command them open. Amen. Let every womb open up. Amen. Let every womb open up. Amen. Let every womb open up. Amen. Let every womb experience formation of a baby. Woo, hallelujah. Let every womb experience formation of a baby. In the mighty name of Jesus. Whatever is responsible for barrenness, I lift a standard against you. I declare the blood of Jesus is against you. I declare there shall be none barren in this house. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Every block for Lopian tube is cleared right now. It's cleared right now. Every low sperm count is healed right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. As we celebrate mothers, Lord, we thank you for giving us mothers. We thank you for giving us Eve, life givers. We bless your name today. We ask that you teach us your word and help change our mindset, especially as it regards womanhood and motherhood. Blessed be your name, Heavenly Father. And the church that is alive would say a very good amen. amen. The church that is alive would say a very good amen. amen. If you believe God heard our prayer, please can you say a loud amen? Amen. I have a timer for 25 minutes and my time starts now. Praise the Lord. Alright, so if you are in the first service, we said a lot of things. We saw the, um, the attack from the pit of hell against the body of Christ, especially as it pertains to the unity of the body, which is um, what Jesus really desires that we we be one. He was praying and he said to his father, I desire that these people are one just the way we are one. Because everything happens with the church or when the church can come together in unity. So, but the devil is really against the church. But whatever the plan of the devil is against the church, God has his own plan. And the plan of God was manifested in Jesus. Jesus came for a specific mission. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, the Bible says, He that sinneth is of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. Which purpose? To destroy the works of the devil. So when you think about Jesus, and you have him in your life, you know for sure that whatever the works of the devil are, they are going to be destroyed and they are already destroyed. John chapter 3 verse 17. The Bible says, For God sent his son, sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Luke chapter 19 verse 10. The Bible says, For the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. In Acts of the Apostles chapter 10 verse 38. How God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good, healing all that we are oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Ah, John chapter 10 verse 10. The Bible said, The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill and to destroy. But here it is, I have come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. So I, I just pointed out some scriptures to us to let us know that if the devil is against you, Jesus is for you. 
fear not little children, for greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Come on now. If the devil is against you, Jesus is for you. Jesus is the umpire in the battle. And once he is on your side, there's no way the battle will go against you. Right? You are the one that will win. You are the one that will be the last man standing. Come on. When everybody's down and out, Pastor Ike will be standing. I don't know if you have a name, but if you have a name, fix your name there. I said Pastor Ike will be standing. Yeah, so the battle against the church, the church is guaranteed to win because Jesus has been given to us to save us from sin. He's been given to us to do us good. How God anointed you with the Holy Ghost about who went about doing good, doing good, doing good. He loves to do good. He's been anointed to do us good and he's been anointed to deliver us from every oppression of the devil. Every oppression. He did this by the way of the cross. He died on the cross and he was able to redeem us. But there there wouldn't have been any death on the cross without what Hebrews chapter 2 told us about, which is flesh and blood body. Yeah, flesh and blood. In Hebrews chapter 2, the Bible was talking about Jesus desiring to be like unto us human beings who partook of flesh and blood. The Bible said he himself likewise also took part of the same so that through death he can humiliate, he can destroy he that had the power of death, which is the devil, and deliver all who all through our lifetime have been subject to bondage. So Jesus discovered that he can't do this without flesh and blood. He can't do this without flesh and blood. Is anybody with me? He can't do this without flesh and blood. And then if you read Hebrews chapter 10, verse 5 to 7, you will see where it was written about him, that hey, sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body, a body you prepared for me. So there was a body prepared for Jesus, meaning that for Jesus to be able to die on the cross and deliver us from the, from the bondage of the devil, the captivity of the devil, he needed a body. He needed a body. He needed a body. He needed a body. Without a body, there was no way he was going to die and deliver us. Meanwhile, God made us spirits. When God said, let's make man in our image and likeness, it was spirit that God made. It was not the sculpture. It was spirit. But God breathed into the, the nostrils of the sculpture, the breath of life, and then you know, that which was static began to, to gain motion, began to move. And the Bible says, man became, began, began, became a living thing, became a living tree, a living spirit, a living soul. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. So we are all spirits. That's why the Bible says that we also partook of flesh and blood. We are all spirits. I said also, ladies and gentlemen, that you must respect women because the Bible said, if you don't know how bone is formed in the belly of she that is had a child, then you don't understand how God makes all things, how God works all things. There is a mystery about women. There is a mystery about women that brings to life. Without women, you cannot have access to legitimacy here on earth. Without women, you are not needed. You will be what? An alien. You will be a ghost. You will be horrible. You, you, you cannot even be able to assess here on earth. So thank God for women. Thank God that through them, God has decided to give form, to give structure, to give, to give shape, to give beauty, to give stability to the seed of a man. A man, therefore, is not too much without a woman. No matter how anointed your seed is, your seed is useless without a woman. Anybody with me? 
Your seed is you. You need a woman, come on, to incubate your seed. Come on. You need a woman to brood upon your seed. You need a woman to go through a gestation period of your seed so that the, 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 what? the brain is formed and the, the spinal cord is formed and the rib cage is formed and every part of the, of the fetus is formed in the womb of that woman. And at the end of nine months, the woman gives back to you what you gave to her that was shapeless, that was formless and that was without void. If you love women, if you have a mother that brought you out, you looking the way you are. Pastor Ike is handsome because of a womb. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Because of a womb. If you love your mother, you want to go ahead and put your hands together and celebrate God. You don't have any right whatsoever to treat them anyhow, to insult them, to look down on them, to, to abuse them, whether physically, emotionally, psychologically, or otherwise. You don't have no right whatsoever. In fact, you, maybe you do, but the day you bring forth your seed all by yourself, then you have my permission to slap a woman. The day you bring forth your seed all by yourself, you have my permission to insult a woman. But if you would always depend on them to see in physical terms that which you've been carrying in your loins, I was carrying Penel in my loins even before I got married. Carrying Bethel in my loins before I got married. Carrying Jadiel in my loins before I got married. And if there was any Daniel, he's still in my loins. Amen. No, I didn't say anything. Now, 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 notice what I'm trying to say. That without the blessing of a woman, my children would have just remained in my loins without having license or access to come here on earth. But what a woman does is that it takes that life, it takes that seed which is in your loins. If this was to be an advanced message, you know, talking to married people, I would have talked about the life in the loins of a man, woo, and how it has something to do with conception. Oh, 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 but let's, let's, let's move on, let's move on. Touch your number and say, let's move on, let's move on. Now, now God, ladies and gentlemen, even God, as, as powerful as he is, even God, as omniscient as he is, could not do without a woman. God did not ignore the need, the importance of women. God allowed his own seed to come through the womb of a woman. And I believe God is powerful. I, 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 listen, I know God is powerful. I know God can bring forth his seed through enemies without considering... I mean, he is God. He could do anything to bring forth the seed. But God understands that even me, God, cannot look down on women. Even me, even my own seed would require a woman so come here on earth. Anybody with me? It's to require a woman. It is in the womb of women that bodies are prepared for the seed of the man. So Jesus says sacrifice, or the Bible was said, the Bible said concerning Jesus that offering and sacrifice is not prepared, but a body you prepared for me. Where is a body prepared? A body is prepared in the womb of a woman. Are you guys getting what I'm trying to say? In the womb of a woman, that is the incubator. That is where bodies are formed. That is where everything that makes you a human being is put in place. Without the womb of a woman, you will not have a brain. Come on, I wish I could preach this. Without the womb of a woman, you will not have no organs. Without the womb of a woman, you will not have nothing. It is inside the womb that the brain began to form. Inside the womb that the kidney, the liver, the, 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 the come on now, I wish somebody is hearing what I'm trying to say. It's formed. So in the womb of a woman, body are being prepared for the life that is in the seed of the man. So God expects women to be much more responsible 
in uniting the body which they give because they are life givers. They should be most, most responsible in uniting the body. The ability to form, to structure, to shape, and to beautify that is given naturally to women is not only biological or physical, it's, only, it's also mental and psychological. A woman does not have a womb only in the belly. Yeah? So the womb of a woman is not only the one in her belly, there is also a womb in her mind. So just as the seed of a man is not only the one in his pen, there is also a seed in his mind. It's called ideas, it's called initiative, it's called concept. So if a woman understands who she is, that's why a woman should understand who she is. If a woman knows who she is, if a woman knows the blessing that she is to us men, if a woman knows what God has packaged in the inside of her, Oh my goodness, she can take the man's brain tight. She should not just be interested. here. She should not just be interested in the sperm of the man, but you have another child. Not the one in your seat, but the one in your brain. It's called brain child. Give me your ideas. I can incubate on it. Are you getting what I'm saying? I can incubate on it and make your business go viral. Give me your concept. I can incubate. Don't come on, baby. You are giving to us to help us multiply. Beauty is not with the man. Beauty is with the woman. When the woman enters, oh, enters the business of the man. You know what I used? To, I like I like some kind of weird movies growing up. Weird movies. I used to watch horror movies, and I used to watch mafian movies. And there was this dawn, but they killed him. I think my wife was aware when I was watching this movie. When they killed the guy, the woman stepped in and said, Ah, Elba Mio. I, I said, Ah, hey, hey, for a woman to step in as the dawn, come and see danger. I told her immediately she stepped in, she redefined mafia. Are you guys not what I'm going to say? Because if a woman enters any place, if a woman takes on anything, if a woman lays her hands on the business, you will understand that her womb is not only in the belly, her womb is in her mind. She can incubate just about. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Ah, give a woman what is shapeless, she will give you beauty. Give a woman what is formless, she will give you shape. Give a woman what does not look like anything. I know I used to see those things. I know, you know, because it's not every time I put them inside of my wife. Sometimes I don't put them, so I know what those things look like. But with the, the one she took, the one she took, by the time she brought it back, I saw somebody looking extremely beautiful. I said, who is this? She said, my name is Penye. Why? Because somebody took that which was worthless and packaged for me. And you get one package for me. Oh boy. Oh my God. I wish I'm helping somebody in here. I wish I'm helping somebody. It's a joy to experience motherhood. And every womb here longing to carry a baby. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready. By this time next year, you will carry your baby. If you believe it, your amen will explode this house. So if a woman understands who she is, she can take on a man's brainchild and give it shape. And give it structure, bone. Bone, give it structure, give it stability, give it formation. Ladies and gentlemen, we should know that women are not just only useful for baby production, but should be carried along in the production of many other aspects of the man's life. 
should be carried along. Let me give you so very many points, and I'm going to rush them as my time would permit me on what makes a woman a very good woman. I have 11 minutes. Can we do this together? Can we do this together? The configuration of a true mother. The configuration of a true mother. Number one. Number one. She must be a comforter. Isaiah chapter 66 verse 13. As a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you, and you will be comforted over Jerusalem. As a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you, and you will be comforted over Jerusalem. A mother, the configuration of a true mother, the first one is that she must be a comforter. If your children do not feel comforted around you, you are disappointing motherhood. If your children don't feel comforted around you, you are disappointing motherhood. No matter what they go through in life, the thought of there is a mother who's got my back should keep them going. Pastor I is surviving. Surviving. I have had many attacks. I have gone through a whole lot of stuff. I have gotten to the point of having a nervous breakdown. But there is something in my subconscious that there is a woman somewhere even if I am not sure if anybody is praying for me, I know of one woman. Do you understand what I'm going to say? I know of one woman who will never cease, who will never stop praying for me. There's a woman who is contending with the witches and wizards. There's a woman who is contending with principalities and powers. There's a woman who is shielding me with her faith and her prayers, forbidding arrows to touch her son because she's not ready to bury her son, but what she wants to see is her son grow from glory to glory, from glory to glory. I know that. I know that because when I was growing up a stubborn young man and I was giving trouble in the family, disturbing everybody. Nobody could handle me. My father cannot handle me. My siblings cannot handle me. I was so extremely stubborn. But those days in the middle of the night, I woke up to ease myself and I will hear somebody calling my name. The devil won't have this. The devil won't have this. The devil can't destroy this. In the middle of the night, I am a product of a mother's prayer. When mothers stop praying, children's time is behaving. Are you getting what I'm to say? So she should understand, or he should understand, that no matter the battles I face in life, I have a mother hey, hey, who meets God on her knees. And because she meets God on her knees, I can meet God standing up. Number two, number two. Women of faith and must learn how to transfer that faith to their children. A true mother must be a woman of faith and must learn how to transfer that faith. Women, women, mothers have faith. Mothers don't give up. No matter how it does not look like anything is working, they believe, they believe somehow that this my son will amount to something. They believe somehow that this my daughter will have her own husband. They don't give up. I don't, I, listen, the people I know that can never give up are mothers. When mothers set up their mind to do anything, it comes to pass. Anybody with me? Anybody with me? They must be influencers. Number four, they must be influencers. They, uh, 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 Titus chapter 2, 3, and 5, they must say, but as for you, speak the things which are proper for sound doctrine, and that the older women be sober, re- uh, um, um, uh, reverent, temperate, sound in faith, in love, in patience. The older women likewise, that they be reverent in behavior, not slanderers, not giving too much wine, teachers of good things. You want to say, Pastor Ike, are there women giving too much wine? Don't worry. Go to worry. I don't know about Benin. They will drink kaika, you won't believe they are women. 
muggings and much wine. <laughs> the older women likewise, that they be reverent in, uh, uh, in behavior, not slanderers, not giving to much wine, teachers of good things, that they admonish the younger women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient to their own husband, that the word of God might not be blasphemed. They must be influencers. That's the mother. A mother should be able to influence her seed, influence her children. A mother should be able to impart relevance upon the children. I like the definition of my wife about who a mother is. She be able to show relevance or teach people that I'm not even directly connected to her on how to be relevant. Number five, they must be teachers. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 8, Proverbs chapter 6 verse 20 to 22. My son, hear the instruction of your father and do not forsake the teachings of your mother. My son, keep your father's command and do not forsake the law of your mother. Mothers should be teachers. They should take that which they learn from their husband and pass it on to their children. The Bible says, bind them continually upon your heart, tie them around your neck. When you roam, they will lead you. When you sleep, they will keep you. And when you awake, they will speak with you. I wish men have time to pay attention to children or child upbringing, but men do not have that time. Men are busy. Men are go-getters. Men are looking for grants to conquer. Men are looking for what to do to bring food in the house. But women should stay back home. Not that they shouldn't work, but they should stay back home in terms of imparting the children, influencing the children, you know, imparting wisdom, knowledge for the children. Most times, if children don't turn out well, it is to the shame of the mother. Number six, they must be compassionate. That's where a true mother is. A true mother must be compassionate. Woo! Isaiah chapter 49 verse 15. Can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb? Surely they may forget, yet I will not forget you. But that example is given because this is, a, that this is almost an impossibility. A woman cannot forsake her nursing child. She must be compassionate. So a true mother must be compassionate. Something I hear stories that make me go crazy. I hear stories of mothers abandoning their children because of their waywardness. Mothers abandoning their children and not and not being they're not being concerned about their children. That is not a true mother. If you're a true mother, you must be compassionate. Compassionate. Listen, you'll be compassionate and sensitive to the point that even if your children is not around you, whatever is going on with them, you can feel it. Number seven. She sacrifices her sleep and wakes up before daybreak to serve her household. Proverbs chapter 31 verse 15. She also rises while it is yet night. It's already daytime, but day has not broken. It's already morning, but day has not broken. It's already morning, but day has not broken. She rises while it is night. She does not wait for 6 a.m. She, she rises at 4 a.m. It's still dark. When the sleep is sweet, that's when she rises up. To provide food for her household. If mothers are true mothers, children won't be going late to school. Children will be coming late to church. Because the demand of a mother is to strike a balance in such a way that she could rise up while it is still night. It's morning already, but day has not broken. They don't wait for daybreak to rise up. They rise up before daybreak. To provide food and get the house ready. So that if you are coming, hey, mothers should teach children how to go to the house of the Lord early. That is a taboo to come to church late. 
if you transfer it upon the children at that age, it makes sense to them. Are you guys getting what I'm trying to say? Number eight, she provides warmth in defense of life-threatening weather conditions. Yeah. She provides succor, warmth in, the, in defense of life-threatening weather conditions. Proverbs chapter 31, verse 21. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. Clothed with scarlet. Number nine. Ah, my time. Number nine. She shines her eyes when it comes to the ways of her household. She is in perpetual enmity with idleness. If you read Proverbs chapter 31 verse 27, she watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. She does not just sit down and fold her hands and cross her legs and waiting for this one to do this one. There are women that everything is done by house girls. Your house girl has taken over your, your life and your house and she's running your home. She's running your home, serving the husband food, and very soon she'll be serving your husband the other food. Did you hear what I just said? She's not idle. She's not idle. It is not fitting for a woman to be idle. And then she's not, she's not clueless. She's sensitive. She knows the way of her household. She will not allow any lifestyle, any pattern that is negative to infiltrate her household. Number 10. She does not attract blessings and praises because she's a mother. She does because she is relevant. She does not attract blessings and praises because she's a mother. She does that because she is relevant. At Proverbs chapter 31 verse 28, her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also and he praises her. Not because she's a mother, but because she's relevant. So a true mother is relevant. Any fool can bear a child. But motherhood is raising that child and influencing that child positively. Are we together? Church, are we together? Number 11, I'm rushing now. I'm almost there. She loves beyond sin or wrong done to her. First Peter chapter, chapter 4 verse 8, the Bible said, And above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover multitude of sin. No, to a true woman, no matter what you do to her, they have this compassionate nature. They love beyond sin. They love beyond wrong done to her. Hey, it is not a license to keep doing wrong to them. But if you cannot let go, something is wrong with your womanhood. Number what? Number what? Must be sensitive to the uniqueness of her children. Like Jezebel, the mother of Moses. If you read Hebrews chapter 11 verse 23, by faith. Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child. The Bible says, proper child. And they were not afraid of the king's command. You must be sensitive to the uniqueness of your children. You must avoid sibling rivalry by, uh, by, 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 by what? Favoritism. Yeah? Avoid sibling rivalry by favoritism. You must strike a balance. You must understand. You must help them understand that they are unique in their own ways. That they are powerful. Because from the same womb came Aaron. From the same womb came Miriam. From the same womb came Moses. And these three guys were heavy guys. May your womb release heavy children. The same womb brought forth Aaron. The same womb brought forth Miriam. The same womb brought forth Moses. These are not ordinary children. When they looked at Moses, they discovered that this one is a proper child. Hallelujah. Is anybody with me? Number 13. Must never use motherhood for manipulation. 
A true mother must never use motherhood for manipulation. Mark chapter 3 verse 30 to 35. Then his brothers and his mother came, standing outside, they sent to him, calling him, and, and the multitude was sitting around him, and they said to him, Look, your mother and your brothers are outside seeking you. But he answered them, saying, Who is my mother or my brothers? And he looked around in a circle at those who sat about him and said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does not do the will of my, bro- uh, of, of my God is... For whoever does the will of God is my brother and my sister and my mother. You can't because you are Jesus' mother want to manipulate him. You can't because you are a mother want to manipulate And it is sad, it's unfortunate, but I experienced it, I noticed it. Mothers won't let their sons enjoy their marriage. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? You are, you are disturbing the marriage of your son. You are trying to use motherhood to manipulate your son. You are making it uncomfortable and uneasy for your, mo- your, your, your daughter-in-law. Therefore, your daughter-in-law is so much desiring for you to die and give way. And actually, if there's anybody that should die, it should be you. Yes, Pastor Ike said it. Because you have lived your life. Let her live her own life. But if you don't want to die, adopt your, your, your daughter-in-law as your daughter. Love your daughter-in-law. Allow her to enjoy her marriage. I hate it and I see it where mothers disturb the marriages of their children. You are using motherhood for manipulation. Motherhood must never be used for manipulation. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Motherhood must never be used for manipulation. Let your daughters be. Your daughters are married. You are there telling them what to do. You are busy breaking the home of your children. Maybe because your own is broken. You don't want them to enjoy marriage. And I'm saying what is real. You see a mother calling his daughters, telling them what to do, to not allow him to be, to, be, to be like that, to show him, show him where you're coming from. Where are you coming from? <laughs> Motherhood is no manipulation. Pick this message and give to them. You know them. You know them. Difficult mothers. Buy this message and give to them. Let them hear the truth. Motherhood is not for manipulation. Motherhood is not for manipulation. Let me be. I thank God for my mother. I really am blessed to have my mother. She will never disturb your home. Never. Praise God. That was number what? Number 14 must introduce their children to God in the womb. <laughs> Make the womb a spiritual atmosphere for her children. Psalm, 9, Psalm, 29, Psalm 22, verse 9 to 10. But you are he who took me out of the womb. You made me trust while in my mother's breast. I was cast upon you from bed, from my mother's womb. You have been my God. From my mother's womb, the baby began to feel God and acknowledge God. You must make your womb a spiritual atmosphere for your baby. Number 15. You are not a mother because of your children. You are a mother because of your husband. Ha 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 ha. You are not a mother because of your children. You are a mother because of your husband. Never abandon your husband in the name of raising your children. Genesis chapter 3 verse 16. I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In pain you will bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband. And he will rule over you. Your desire shall be for your husband. Not for your children. Not for your children. These children are just passing by. They are passerbys. They are not going to stay there forever. You use yourself as an example. You are not living in your mother's house. If you are and you're over 35, may God deliver you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You're not living in your mother's house. 
you are passing by. You will grow up, you will leave the house. So now you are pouring all your love on your children and you are abandoning your husband. Tomorrow they are grown and they leave. You will look at your husband and are you asking, who are you? Because the man is going to be strange to you. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? The bonding must be to your husband, not to the children. You love the children, but you are tied to your husband. God never joined you and your children. God joined you and your husband. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Never let anything detach you for your husband. I see it. I see it. They'll just give birth to a baby and oh, all their love will be on the baby. Oh, my baby, my baby. Let that baby go. Because it's better for you that the baby goes for your husband to go. You know, my mother gave birth to the first daughter. Ngozi, her name. And my mother went crazy. Then that lady, the baby was so beautiful. And my mother had small waist. They used to yap her that, can you bear a baby with this small waist? So when God gave her a miracle, she was, she was, she made an idol out of the baby. And then the baby began to, you know, convulsion came on the baby. And there was nothing anybody could do. And the baby died. My mother was so angry. And wanted to find out from God, what did I do wrong? God said, I gave you the baby. And I was looking for you. I gave you the baby and I can't find you again. You know, I used to, I know how we used to be before the baby. We need, we, we roll together. We, we are pallies. We talk together. We flow together. I gave you a baby and I was looking for my girl. I can't see my girl anymore. So I had to take the baby to get your attention. Do you, you understand what I'm trying to say? God took the baby before Adese came and all of us came. But the first baby of that, that woman was taken by God. You are not a mother. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? You don't need to. I'm telling you this story so that you don't experience the same thing. It's good to love your children, but they should not take the place of God. It's good to love your children, but they should not. I have seen real mother love their. Hey, oh God, make I not go talk disheartening stories. I have seen where uh, she was there. She, she heard the story. On her wedding night, she slept on her own. The husband and the mother slept on the wedding bed. Two of us. Is everything we talk? If I tell you things, you, you'll be scared. What is it? Narrated by the woman herself. I, I was shaking, I was crying. There was no sickness. This woman did not come down with. She came down with any sickness. Imagine. Of course, the marriage didn't last. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm preparing you to be a good mother tomorrow. Love them, but don't be attached to them. You better be attached to your husband. You better be attached to your God. Because it's not the children that makes you a mother. It's your husband that made you a mother. Your husband made you a mother. Not the children. Praise God. Are you, are you being blessed? Church, am I helping somebody? 16. And finally, motherhood is never an excuse to quit serving God. It's never an excuse to quit serving God. Service actually is the secret to motherhood. Exodus chapter 23, verse 25 and 26. So you shall serve the Lord your God, and He will bless your bread and your water, and He will take away sickness away from the midst of you. No one shall suffer miscarriage or be buried in the land. I will fulfill the number of your days. Motherhood is not an excuse to be serving God. People that used to be committed in church, committed, committed, immediately they have a baby. God is looking for them. Service 
can open your womb. That's one way to conceive. Service. I know the story of a woman who has been burying for years. But every Saturday she comes to church. She'll be cleaning the church and crying. And crying and say, God, every year Hannah goes to Shiloh. She was addicted to the house of her God. It was at Shiloh that God visited her. <laughs> the altar is a place of distribution. Even your baby can be transferred to you at the place of the altar. But if you are not serving God, if you are not serving God, how would you attract him to give you a baby? Or then he blesses you with a baby and then that baby becomes the reason why you don't serve him. Am I helping somebody today? Comes the reason why you don't serve him. Ladies and gentlemen, with service, the Bible says, none shall be buried in the land. I'm going to pray for you. I'm done with my message. I'm going to pray for you real fast. God asked me, thank you. Thank you. God asked me that the gift he wants to give to us on this year's Mother Day is to make every married woman who is not yet a mother a mother. Right? That's the gift. If you are married and you are not yet a mother, God says that this mother's day of 2016, the gift is given us is to make every married woman who is not yet a mother a mother. Do you want to carry your baby? Do you want to carry your baby? Can you offer me you want to carry your baby? You want to carry your baby? Yeah. Carry a baby. I wish I have time to play this, this, this woman video. I was in Enugu and she was in a conference. She was in a seminar where I was and she, she, she testified and I was able to capture her testimony for the first time in video. But this happened many years ago. Like what? Six, or, six years ago thereabouts. Because the boys are like Peniel's age, right? Older than Peniel. Like, it happened like seven years ago. She lost a baby. She was devastated. I was having a seminar in UBTH, and after my section, I was just going, she rushed to me, crying profusely, and she just couldn't control her tears. I said, tell me, what is it? She said she'd been believing God for a male child. She took him, and at seven months or so, she lost that baby. And I got angry in my spirit. I said, for your trouble, God will give you double. That was it. No, 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 I, I, most times I don't vibrate. Most times I don't vibrate. I don't have time. I don't even have strength for vibration. My own is very simple. I release the word. I issue the word. Because I realize that everything, without him was not anything made that was made. Yeah? <laughs> he was light. The life was the light of me. The light shines in darkness. And he sent his word to Jacob, enlightening the Holy Spirit. Yeah? <laughs> so the word of God is the light you're looking for. That, eh, the word of God is a lamp onto your feet and a light onto your path. And all you need is to infuse light in this situation. Darkness will disappear. And I spoke the word. God will give you double for your trouble. And I took my walk. I just walked away. A few months later, she sent me a text message. Pastor, pastor, I went for scan. They saw two. I, say, I snapped picture with the guy. I would have given media this picture. I snapped picture with the guys. I recorded her video testimony. These boys are seven years old now. Two boys. God gave her trouble. Wow. Those guys were expecting me to come. Because they know their story. So when I visited them, I was going to go to her house. Those guys were expecting me to come. When I came, the way they were hugging me. Because they know that they are children of promise. I have seen God walk. 
and it's not... You see, let me give you two scriptures and then we pray. Can, can I do that? Because if you can have a scripture you can hold on to, it will be done. Please go to Psalm 113 verse 9. If you, are, if you don't mind, please be standing at this point. I'm done. Psalm 113 verse 9. Psalm 113 verse 9. He grants the barren woman a what? Church a what? He grants the barren woman a what? Like a joyful mother of children. Praise the Lord. He grants a barren woman a home. And makes her <laughs> a joyful mother of children. Deuteronomy chapter, Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 14. Deuteronomy chapter, those two scriptures we are praying with it. For everyone believing God for the fruit of the womb. God, you will make me a joyful mother. The Bible says you shall be blessed above all what? Answer me. You shall be blessed above all what? Answer me. You shall be blessed above all what? There shall be what? There shall be what? There shall be what? Even your dog is not permitted to be buried. If your dog is... It's always difficult to see a barren dog. Always difficult to see a barren chicken. If ordinary dog and chicken can't be buried, you don't have any right to be buried. Did you hear what I just said? Hey, by this time next year, if God is alive, you carry your baby. Amen. Did you hear what I just said? <laughs> I feel so excited. So if you want me to pray for you, I say, Pastor Ike, I believe this word. I'm going to hold on to this word like that Dr. Mrs. Held on to it in Enugu. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to hold on to this word. My womb is open. I need you to anoint me. If you're that person, I need you to come right now. Let me give you the gift that God said he wants to give to us. So if you're believing though for the fruit of the womb, wherever you are, without wasting time, please can you come to the altar? Ray fast. Ray fast. Ray fast. Yes, you are the Lord. Most high, no wasting of time. Yes, you are the Lord. Most high, most high, yes, you are. Most high, yes, you are. Most high, yes, you are. ashamed of. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Just come. Come to the stage, man. Just come. Come on. Come on. Yes, please do. Nothing to be ashamed of. I'm not going to waste time. Just come. Stand behind me. I hope you understand. You want to carry your baby. Yeah? You've been married and you don't have a baby. There's another instruction that God gave us in the first service. I'm going to also repeat that. You are here, you have a brother, a sister, a colleague, somebody you know, somebody you love, that, that have not been able to carry his or her baby. The instruction is for you to write down their names. And you are going to drop it inside this basket. 
you're writing down the names of other people. You know somebody related to you. Your colleague in the office, your sister, your whoever the person is, was been married for a long time and has not conceived. Married for a long time and has not conceived. Please do write their full names. Put them in this basket. Put them in this basket. And I'm also praying for every married woman. So at this same time, I'm gonna call for all the married women to meet me up on stage. I'm gonna pray for.